You're such a dick. Yeah, total cock. <laughs> Fortunately, we didn't catch that, but we just got us calling you a total cock. Yeah. It is season three, episode five of Faces for Radio. I'm Danny Lenahan. I'm Phil Close. And I am definitely Tim McEwen. Big show on tonight. Got loads to talk about. Do we? Yeah. Hmm. It's uh, well, we we for the first time ever we actually had a chat before the show. <laughs> What's that about? We didn't argue during it either. Well, we did a bit. I'm just going to switch that off because I don't like talking over it. That, that, that's it's because not radio, you know. That's because Tim's like you know not being a dick about not not showing up. No, there is that. Yeah. I want to talk about reality TV. Oh God. Well, I, I've got to look. I was introduced, I'm going to tell you a bit about Butlins because I was, I was in Butlins last week with my kids. I'm never, ever going again, ever. It's the second time I've taken my kids to Butlins for uh, a week. I thought you took them there because they love it. They do absolutely love it. And it is the most hateful, squalid, oh, cesspool. Right. We arrived. We <laughs> You're arrived, really selling it. We arrived at one o'clock in the afternoon, right? And we're in the gold chalet. So we can actually get into our accommodation at three. So we decided to go swimming. I'd already packed a bag ready to, because I've, experienced this before got a bag mm-hmm. ready to go so we can leave the cases in the car nice the good news is there's a there was a disabled bay right outside my room so we could park straight in that and it was like f- five yards to tra- whereas the t- last time i went there it was like 150 yard drag with two little kids who couldn't help me at all and you know two big suitcases and all you know car seats and all sorts of shit right this time much easier we went for a swim came back to the room and while we were hanging the towels and stuff outside this woman in the in the there's like there's like four sets. You guys never came to my flat when I lived in Essex, but basically no. it was four blocks of flats that faced in like a square. There's like a hundred flats, and it was like that, but on a slightly smaller scale. And this woman came to the sort of patio doors, if you like, which were open by the way. And there's a window next to it which was open a little bit, and she had a wraparound towel that had boobs printed on it. <laughs> right <laughs> which i thought was hilarious right <laughs> then she leaned out of the window and and, and i don't know why because the door was open she obviously didn't want to walk out in a towel in case it was embarrassing i don't know right she leaned out of the window and picked up a plastic ak-47 and dragged it back through the window <laughs> and i felt so completely outclassed i tweeted it and i thought this is funny then the next day we were sat in uh there's like a beach coma pub this is in the skegness run there's a pub there and it's got a play park next to it. On one side, it's got like a fountain area where the kids run around in the fountains and stuff like that. And Evie had had a slushy, and she complained because they gave her this plastic disposable cup. And I said, no, you're absolutely right, kiddo. I'll ask them. Because every other cup, this is the hilarious thing, every other cup in that pub is made of plastic. It's washable plastic, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's kids' play areas. They don't allow glass. Yeah. Except for the slushies where they have a single-use plastic cup which is ridiculous. Yeah, but it's got Slash Puppy logo on it, right? So, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I said to them, look, I would like to do a mixed slushy, but I want you to do it in a normal plastic cup because my daughter and I object to bespoiling the environment with single-use plastics. Mm-hmm. We would rather use something you can wash again. And they went, no problem. Gave us a slushy and then put two plastic fucking straws in it. Right? <laughs> and here's the interesting thing. Every other drink they serve, every other soft drink they serve, they put paper straws in. So they've got paper straws for exactly that reason and they've still put plastic straws in. But have, so you, then, have you tried to um, have a milkshake at McDonald's with through one of their straws. paper straws? Yeah, yeah, they start sucking in on themselves after about 10 minutes, don't <laughs> they? they? Just, uh, 10 minutes? Yeah. 
like ten seconds. Yeah, but that, but at least they're trying. At least they're t- at least they're trying to do something. That's, I mean, Evie tries to avoid straws anyway. She's a bit like I'm either killing turtles or I'm destroying the Amazon. So that's good. good. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, she's yeah, got great a good mindset. Great attitude to have. Yeah, and she told me to she told me to tweet McDonald's a few months back when they switched to paper straws, and I did. They didn't respond, but I mean, you know what? She yeah, just yeah. wanted to say something. Yep. So after this incident with the slush puppy, I tweeted that the ineptitude of the bar staff in giving me a plastic cup as we'd asked for, but then putting two plastic straws in it just to negate my climate responsibility. Yeah. And I really struggled to tag buttons in on it. And so after I'd sent the tweet, I clicked on the buttons and I wonder if I'd, if I'd got the long, the wrong at the wrong thing. And yeah. they had blocked me <laughs> for one, after one tweet. They what? had blocked me about this woman with the wraparound towel with the booze print on it and the AK 47. So what rules does that break? I have no idea. I then decided, because of the way they'd handled it, to have a bit of a rant, right? Okay. So the next thing, we were stood outside one of the clubs there, and Gay and I both use a vape. I I smoked for 20 years and then gave up for a decade and then went through one of the worst experiences in my life with the divorce and the court case and all that sort of stuff. And the only thing that stopped me from smoking again was vaping. And we said to the guy, where can we do this? And he went, oh, there's a smoking area over there. And we're like, no, no, you don't understand. We're vaping. And he went, no, no, smoking area, mate. It's all the same thing. And I'm like, you do understand that sending somebody who vapes to a smoking area is a bit like sending a recovering alcoholic to a fucking bar. Like, seriously, that's their policy. It's, if you want to drink a Coke, go and stand at the bar with the alcoholics. It's ridiculous. It is an absolutely ridiculous policy. So I got a bit shitty with them. And I decided to do a bit of a comparison and I went back through my Twitter feed. I've got a, I've got a bit of software that goes and looks through all the messages. So this is my slightly amusing comparison of fascist overlords. It took 18 months, 309 tweets for me to get blocked by Donald Trump. It took me seven months and 41 tweets, less prolific, to get blocked by Piers Morgan. <laughs> it took me 22 hours and one tweet to get blocked by Butlins. Sponsored by Gay introduced me. I went out the room to make a cup of tea, came back, and she went, You've got to watch this. And it was this program called Naked Attraction. And Which within, you've now got me to watch. Within 10 minutes of watching it, I just knew you've not, this got, is something. not got me to watch it. Well, Phil's refused to watch it. I, um, I don't, I don't, I, as a general rule, I don't partake in reality TV because no. I just think it's the lowest right. form of entertainment. Well, I completely well, Phil, agree. can I just say that you've spared yourself some mental scarring? Yes, and, and that's why I have a rule because it's, it's, I mean, I, I did used to at the very beginning, like, I think I watched like one episode of Big Brother. I watched the first, first series, first series of I'm a Celebrity when it was actually okay. I've never seen it. Uh, it it's, it, it's the it's one I haven't like, seen. I've never like, seen I'm a Celebrity. Get it's, me like, it's like any other one though. It's like Big Brother. It's like, Anything. It's like Love well, Island. No, they're not. This is not like that. No, it's not. Like no, that. no. So, I, I, I get. Well, this. how is it? You described premise. it earlier before Phil turned up. So I, I, I described it as blind date, but without the without the class. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so bad. So I started watching this show and without Silla Black, and and the opening title sequence was basically cocks and fannies. I mean, that they just showed all these cutaway, and I'm like, the fuck is this? What time was this shown? Oh, it was half 10, something like that. It's a Channel oh, okay. 4 thing. Channel right? 4, okay, right. So the basic premise is this. <laughs> Somebody's going on the show 
and they get to pick from six other contestants. And sometimes it's lesbians picking lesbians and sometimes it's gay picking gays and sometimes it's straight people picking straight people. And Tim said he saw one earlier where it was a couple that wanted to pick a threesome. What? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's- There's a boyfriend and girlfriend that wanted to pick a third member of the relationship. All right, so the, so the woman wanted to pick a man. No, no, no. Man she, she, was, she was bisexual. <laughs> she wanted another woman in the relationship. I bet he was gutted. <laughs> I bet he was like, no, I can't. All right, let's go. Well, the first uh, one. No, but- I'm going to have to put my foot down. <laughs> you have to twist my arm on this one. I, was- I don't want to see you with another woman. Give me 10 seconds to go out and buy blow football. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really surprised to see Anna Richardson. Um, introducing the show and being the host. I don't know who she is. I yeah, obviously, well, I know she's the host, but I didn't know. She's been on loads of stuff, but primarily I know her because she's the partner of uh, Sue Perkins from Mel and Sue. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay, uh, she's um, a wife. I don't know if they're married, but they're certainly long-term I didn't even partners. know Sue Perkins was a lesbian. Sue Perkins? Yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, well, maybe it can't be quite as terrible as I'm anticipating it's, it's it to be. unbelievable. And then they introduce the contestant, if you like, as who comes on fully dressed, and they tell a little bit about why they're looking for somewhere. And before you know it, they're now introducing what they call the bottom half of the six other contestants. So that would be. Let a- me set the scene. They basically have six glass boxes that, like cubes, all next to each other, that are lit up in different colours. So that you got a red one, then a blue, then pink, orange, yellow, and. As Tim says, what they say is, let's have a look at the bottom half. And Gay was saying when they first started the show, they used to do like the knees downwards, but apparently didn't get the ratings. So they've just gone straight for bollocks. <laughs> the th- yeah, basically, you know they raise it. the windows up and there's just your crown jewels right in front of you. So, so, I mean, so you see a member of the audience. You see six members of the audience. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the one that I first started watching, which I think was the first episode of the 2018 season, how long has there this was been a, going on for? There's three, three, three seasons. Oh, dear God. Um, and there's this guy there, and all of a sudden, the, sh- the shutters go up, and you've got six vaginas staring yep. straight at you. And the cameras do not get shy about going up close. They're like at all. right up yep. into detail. Or endoscopic up? Or- no, no, no. Oh, okay. But, no, no, but it's, there are uh, moments in it where they go, would you like to, I mean, what do you think about this vagina? And they go, yeah, no, it's quite nice. Would it's, you like uh, to give it a sniff? Would you like to give it a touch? Do you have to give it a sniff? No. I've never seen them touch on it. but uh, Oh, I have. The oh, funny really? thing was, the, the, first show, the first show that I watched... Give it a fondle, mate. Well, actually, the first show I watched was a lesbian woman who'd never had... She'd only ever had boyfriends. She'd never even been with a girl, but she decided she wanted to be a lesbian. And so the way that she decided to come out to her parents and to be a lesbian was it's to, to get naked a on a fucking reality TV show, picking six other women, none of whom wanted to be with a virgin lesbian. None of them. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, fuck. Can you imagine if you went on this TV show and you didn't tell anyone in your family that you were doing this? Because obviously it's a bit embarrassing. That's the worst and, thing. And you show up on the TV show and the, one of the other people is a member of your family. It wouldn't, well. The, the researchers are a bit more thorough than They that. must be, yeah. The funny thing was, the, the, the <laughs> lesbian girl rejected two of the candidates because they looked, first one looked like one of her sisters, then the other one looked like another one of her sisters. And then she had the choice between the two and they introduced themselves. She went, oh my God, that's my sister's name. And that was it. So she'd been the third one because her name was Naomi, the same as her sister. But okay. she has to then get naked. So once hmm. she's seen them all naked and she's had a bit of a feel and a cop and a chat, and they hear the voice and all that. Like they add the voice in like some sort of token incident. <laughs> don't they? I mean, it's completely, it's so, um, 
uh, what's the word? Materialistic. Materialistic. It's um, it's a it's a token gesture. It, uh, it really the whole is. the whole thing. As you, I think you said, Phil, beforehand, it's a bit like they don't. They're very good about nobody gets fat shamed or anything like that. They're very accepting of different bodies, different body shapes. Mm. They talk really positively well, you, about. You all say these things. that, but but the mere fact that people get to choose is is you know that it's choice. completely superficial. And I think and I think no, that's the real cho- fact is that you know at the end of the first round. They have to reject one of the contestants behind the screens based, on their based only on their legs and vagina. Yes, or balls. Or and balls. And the funny thing is, every now and again, you see a guy just dragging his cock down. He's like, oh, I need to stretch it out a bit. And they do these little infographics in between where they talk about things like, did you know that the balls are outside the body because they need to stay three degrees lower than the core temperature of the body in order to produce plenty of sperm? So when it gets colder... They retract into the body, and when it gets hotter, they dangle down again. And they, they're like, have a look at those good dangly balls. And there's just close-ups of <laughs> massive fucking scrotes. It's always very very awkward <laughs> as well when Anna Richardson comes to someone and goes, well, you've seen all these six girls' vaginas. What do you think to them? Yeah. So I, 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 never in my life have I thought I, was soci- I would be socially prepared to be asked a question on television about what I thought about a particular girl's what's-its. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. And the only person I've ever seen with pubes also had the hairiest legs ever, and it was this lesbian girl. She decided to own her hair. And you could see the other people going, oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's wholly unattractive. <laughs> yeah, if I'd have known Chewbacca was coming on. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, look, to each their own. People might want to have um, lots of hair where it's, it's yeah. I think um, now well, girls watched- do get a raw deal. They do have a lot more uh, man that ladiescaping to do, don't they? Really, <laughs> when you got to shave legs and all that sort of stuff. Like we're a bit lucky with that sort of stuff. Well, you find shaving your legs easy. I don't shave my legs. Don't need to. I've barely got any fucking hair on me. Look at me. Wax, wax your bollocks. I do wax my bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank bit, you for that manscaping image. Yeah, You've got, got to do you got manscape. You have to manscape, yeah, especially true. as you get older. Anyway, I have to say, now I've watched the episode for the Faces for Radio purposes, I'll not be repeating my purchase. No, I, I do think that purchase? Phil should watch it. What? I do think that Phil should watch it just just because you have to just experience it. It's unbelievable. It's I've never, ever seen anything like it in my time. I, if you told me that that program existed and I hadn't seen it, I would not have believed you. I can assure you, I shall not be watching it. Yeah, it's horrendous. Because I, it's, no. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was just laughing. And then they go on dates afterwards. And what was the one you said you saw earlier? So the, the, the one, the first one, he picked a girl. His last two girls that were there were quite pretty. And you'd seen everything, so there was nothing to hide. And they went on a date with the one that he picked. And they seem to get on reasonably well friends-wise. But then... As it came on the interview at the end, it turned out that he'd been texting the one that was the runner-up. That's unbelievable, isn't it? I don't think there's <laughs> any room for moral judgments from a program that is based on choosing someone to ch- potentially be a life partner just based on what they look like naked. Also, I mean, look, the other problem with that is I don't necessarily think that finding somebody standing there bollock naked is actually massively attractive. The, there's got to be an episode somewhere where there's there's like six nerdy guys, right? who have never even seen a vagina inside a box. And the moment she gets her norks out, they all get a stiffy. (laughs) (laughs) Not the radio, you know. Not the radio, you know. 
So you talking about inventions. No, I didn't fart. I heard a fart noise. <laughs> it might not have been. Go on, tell me about inventions. So talking about inventions, we were talking about wrong. Oh, dragons. wrong dragons. Oh, Den. wrong dragons. Den was a great inclusion, I think, in episode four. <laughs> Which one? Which, it's, dirty, no, dirty hippos. Or, 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 I think dirty, dirty hippos was an accidental one, but there were certainly two others: spit rose, blow football, and uh, and whack a turd. No, no, uh, that's dirty, dirty prosthetic hippos. Prosthetic leg, kaplunk. yeah. Prosthetic leg, plunk, bringing the awkwardness out of prosthesis. <laughs> so, have you got a submission for this week's well, I have, Wrong and, Dragons? Then, and, I, and I've been thinking about it, but I, I was th- thinking that w- with those inventions that we had last time, they were very much single-use items, and what I've thought about is combining two items together into one to solve problems and save the world's resources. Right, I see. So my first submission is a a dual-purpose butt plug stroke bottle stopper. Because let's face it, a bottle, a butt plug is That's used so a very man. small percentage of the time. Can you, can you, do, is it like pony club jobs where they've got like a fox's tail coming out of it? So when you've got a nice little bottle of Chateau Nerf du Pap at the back, it's got a big fox tail coming out. Or is it a jeweled one? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's one device. It doesn't have two ends. No, no. Jeweled, I said. It's got oh. a jewel on the end of it. Every butt plug oh, I've ever jewel. seen has a jewel at the end like of it. Like a tassel or, 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 a, or a tail. How many butt plugs have you seen? Oh, was, uh, Mine, the ones I've seen have been nowhere near as exotic. What, in, I've heard on X Hamster there are... No, actually, do you know what? There used to be a porn site like this a long time ago. I don't even know if it's still going. Where it was basically normal people cracking one off on... I, I heard a fart then as well. I saw your face. Did you hear? <laughs> no. All right. It's normal probably- people cracking one off on webcam, but other people were controlling the vibrators and the butt plugs because they had some sort of internet. <laughs> wi- and so if people bought tokens, it made the vibrators go completely mental. And you and, and every now and again, like 10 people at once decided to put some tokens in and you'd basically <laughs> vibrate this woman off the set. It's very funny. Brilliant. So yes. um, if you are going to partake in any butt plug activities yeah. and you're having wine, it's best to finish the wine before going upstairs because obviously you can't use it for the two. Aren't butt plugs generally used for people who partake in anal sex to stop the shit falling out their bums? No. Isn't that what it's for? I, I believe, although I'm unfamiliar with the work. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I have a story about a friend of mine. <laughs> Tim's just shaking his head. Tim's just, is it just too wrong for this show? Yes. Okay. I'll please, tell you Please tell, tell me off air. Tell please. Off air. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very funny, but unbroadcastable. I don't think, I don't think butt plugs are designed to keep anything in. I don't think there's, the, there's a, like an automatic. What's the purpose of them then? G-spots up your bum. I believe the lady wears it up there while you. Um, well, not just ladies, men door, use front plugs as well. True story. Okay. Anyway, my why other- do you think men enjoy having a shit? Because <laughs> it's the only place I get some peace and quiet to read. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Go um, on. So, uh, my second um, invention that I'd like to put down there has unfortunately been invented already. Wow. Well, um, did you Google it? No, I just realised that I'd driven past lay-bys and seen several of these already but it is a portable urinal and water bottle what why were you seeing water bottles that are filled with piss and in the truck stops i think the technical term is truck driver's tizer (laughs) (laughs) that's wrong on so many not as wrong so i i've been thinking about this and I've, i've tried to give it some thought and i came up so there was two the first one was 
drill swing ball where you get a drill and you attach a rope and a tennis ball to it and then lie down and hold it up and two people can play swing ball while you're spinning it on their behalf. Okay. Two people technically play swing ball anyway. That's what I mean. You have two people playing, but the ball only goes in one direction. It goes really, really fast. But yeah, you're going to get hit by the tennis ball. Aside from that, okay. it would still be it's fun. a great idea, Dan. It's it's, great I thought idea. it was not bad. I thought, I mean, the, the other thing you could do is buy a propeller and stick it on your drill and then pretend to be an aeroplane or a helicopter. Well, what about when you got to the end of the cord? And because uh, obviously you are going to take it be cordless? off. You can get cordless drills, can't you? Yeah. In which case, you just fly off into the air until the battery ran out, <laughs> or you're brave enough to switch it off. Now, my favourite invention um, uh, that I'd come up with this week, and, and perhaps you may not appreciate it as I do, but I think it's really important that we use things that are being used all the time for dual purpose, as, as Tim has already mentioned. That's really the point of it. Yeah. Okay. So I had the idea in hospitals of life support machine balloon pump. Nice. Every time somebody's on a life support machine and they've got those <laughs> going, <laughs> they, could, they could blow up a balloon for the kids more at the same time. <laughs> if 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 something went wrong with the balloon inflating element, would they switch it off until they could fix it? Yeah, but it's because balloons aren't, aren't massively important. But I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Phil has lost it. It's normally me that loses it. Oh, fucking hell. The thing is, I, you knew it was coming. I'd already told you about it. No, you didn't tell me that one. Yeah, it's on them. Oh, <laughs> I, put it on, I put it on the uh, on the WhatsApp group. I just thought it'd be really... <laughs> it's such a tragic thing, isn't it? And so you could cheer them up. I'm sorry you're having difficulty breathing, but as you expel the air, here are some balloons. What else could you do? What you else could use them quiet? when they're not being used, those um, bellows for it. For if you put a inflating, garage, inflating how about, how about you replace implants? the bellows with a whoopee breast cushion? Implant. <laughs> I don't think breast implants flate, inflate. No, no, no. You, because oh, um, Some of them do. What, really? Like, a, like yes, the old robot no, punches? They, but they inflate with saline. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not so saline, the though, is it? We're talking about a, the expulsion of CO2. So, so basically, um, variable inflation breast implants. Um, I'm submitting if they've not already been invented. I think they might have been, but well, you let's can, say a lady wanted you can to go running. Your dress size. That's a great idea. A lady wants to go running. You know, bigger breasticles are um, a disadvantage. Oh yeah. Uh, so they let them down. Um, oh, spaniel's ears mode. I think uh, we'll call it tea tray setting. Right. Is that the old lady shows you did? And of course, um, when she's wanting to attract a man. Yes. Because um, let's face it, boobies make us smile. They inflate them to outrageous sizes. Dead, dead heat in a Zeppelin race. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I, okay, so... Would they be offside? They would be. Ah, <laughs> 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 So, what about if you got like a local garage, like a quick fit, next to intensive care? Or a bar. Oh, so you get... They could, they could inflate... They could inflate <laughs> tyres. <laughs> got, got the old air... The they could inflate tyres yeah. with the expelled air from the from the life support machine. Or, because they they expel CO2, you could also use it to force carbonate local beers. Or, or soda stream. 
And just imagine, there you go. just imagine if the same people were responsible for your diagnosis, who were uh, the estimators for how much it was going to cost to fix your car. <laughs> Ooh, oh. replacements are dodgy mate it's going to be at least four grand it's going it? to cost you <laughs> oh. in France they would oh, you've have got life... a left hand thread on that <laughs> in France they would have life support machine accordion players it says the bell <laughs> 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 <Just start. laughs> play the theme to hello hello <laughs> oh, dear I... or you could you could replace the bellows with whoopee cushions oh my god that's brilliant <laughs> so every time they breathe out yeah. it's well, that would brighten everyone's day up. Whoopee cushion life support. <laughs> <laughs> Basis for radio. Basis for radio. For radio. Three of the biggest cocks you've ever seen. Ever seen. A disworking production. You can find out more information at attentionseekingmediahalls.com. Did you guys hear the, let me pull it up. I made a video. Somebody sent me this to do this and I went, this looks. That made me laugh so much. A lot. On holiday. Did it? Yes. So, so, so this is, somebody told me to do this and I authenticated it with my own, um, with my own Alexa at home. Alexa. Translate Boris Johnson carrots 100 in Welsh. Boris Johnson carrots 100 in Welsh is Boris Johnson moron can. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a genuinely true thing. It is a true thing. I I love the way, I love the way Alexa does it in a Welsh accent as well. (laughs) Boris Boris Johnson Johnson moron can. I'm not bleeping that one out. No. It was, uh, that was carrot, wasn't it? Totally just Carrot's 100. Carrot is moron. Okay. 100. Yeah. Can't. Can't. Uh, 100. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. But pronounced. Can't. Maybe we should just use 100 as that word for now on. Yeah. Mm. Or you, carrots. Don't be a complete 100. Yeah. It's better. I could bleep over it with 100. Indeed. I might just bleep over it with Alexa. <laughs> what is what, just what, what, what is a hundred in Welsh? Don't don't upset Jeff. <clears throat> Why? Because I think we're on the verge of being accepted <laughs> as Jeff, the next Jeff Bezos. Listen, having a look at our podcast numbers from last week, we are not. <laughs> no. It's yes. quality, not quantity. We are far away. Hefe's a big believer in us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys want to go to a festival? I think we should do download or something like that next year i thought i thought we could yeah i thought we could do like a double whammy do an (laughs) outdoor broadcast from a festival we can we can do when tim stopped dying we can do an outdoor (laughs) broadcast we'll have to take um a pure sine wave inverter to power it and stuff like that but i'm I'm, i was thinking that i'm okay with that (laughs) not not diesel jenny it would be quite noisy and we'd also have to do it we'd have to do it by the tent, so you couldn't do it anywhere near the Could stage. Could we not take a whoopee cushion wind turbine? Whoopee cushion wind turbine. <laughs> and you- oh, that's an amazing idea. <laughs> that's not bad, is it? Every time a whoopee cushion gets used. Or a fa- what about a fart wind turbine? Get someone to sit in the corner and eat loads of beans. Wait. We could use Tim's first idea and your last idea and have there a butt go. plug wind, wind turbine. turbine. <laughs> 
That's genius. It is genius. <laughs> yeah. It might get a bit clogged up with filth, though. Yes. Well. And there's a bit of blowback. You need to drill a channel through the butt plug <laughs> and put the turbine <laughs> in the middle of it. I mean, well, after a curry, like a swanny whistle. After a curry, I could support a small city. <laughs> Nice. Or you could just go play Dirty Dirty Hippos. Or Whack a Turd. But that'd be, that'd be weird if you're sat there and all of a sudden you lift a cheek and you go, Wee! <laughs> <laughs> you set Tim off. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be worn when suffering diarrhoea. Speaking of <laughs> rock music in a very roundabout, slightly obscure way, They've just finished filming the third Bill and Ted. I'm very excited about this. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Big Bill and Ted fan. And I follow one of the writers, Ed Solomon, on Twitter, and he just he he tweeted the other day, "It's a wrap," and he sounded genuinely excited by it. I loved the first two movies. I'm highly dubious about the third. Well, there's a, there's a bit of a thing with Keanu at the minute, isn't there? He's 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 he very looks, much he looks weird without a beard. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's isn't what's the third one called? Thirty years on. No, we could live Google it, but I can't be bothered. I'll Google whack it. Isn't it a Google whack where you only get one response? There used to be a thing called I'm Google whack. Lucky. No, no. Uh, Bill, a, I've just remembered it. Bill and Ted face the music. Face the music. Okay, Google whack used to be a thing where if you t- if you searched in Google and you only got one response back, that was a Google whack. Right. Now you get tens of thousands and you literally can't, you can't even type in butt fucking chickens with a squirrel's head without finding at least 10 videos. So you've tried that? <laughs> no. You're unfamiliar with the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. Mm. So <clears throat> I'm very excited about it. You're a bit dubious, Phil. Um, I, Hollywood seemed to be going through this whole process at the moment of making sequels for things that ended a long time ago. Like Maverick is coming out soon, which is I'm the really sequel excited to Top by that. See, though. I'm not. I am I'm really excited. I'm really about excited. It. See, you guys are so. I don't think Tom Cruise. I don't think Tom Cruise would do it. I don't think he would do it unless it was up to the standard. Because I think he would. Isn't it his production company that's doing it? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he totally would. I don't think he would. It's all about I mean, the money. No, because he's made billions out of um, Mission Impossible. Well, he's made hundreds of millions out of Mission he, Impossible. He owns everything yeah. with Mission Impossible. He does. It's the title production. music, everything, every every royalty from Mission Impossible ever goes to Tom Cruise. And they are good movies. Yeah, they are. I does, think, it, does he own Joanna Lumley then? Oh, just imagine if he could. I used to love Joanna Lumley. <laughs> About 50 years ago. No, oh, she's yeah. still beautiful now. She is, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't climb over Joanna Lumley to get to you, Phil. No, I, neither I, would I. I wouldn't be there. No, there is that. So I know I, I quite like the idea. I like the idea of Maverick. It's such a depraved. I, I look. There's a few films I'd like to see them make again with the technology that we've got now. I think um, First Man. No, that is an example of exactly what we're talking about that oh didn't my, work. Just absolutely didn't. But I'm talking about remakes of films. Remakes of films. Labyrinth. With, with oh well, the problem with no, not Labyrinth, because that's basically just the Muppets. Yes. Would you do like an animated digitised one then? Yes. I can imagine that being... With a decent singer. <laughs> don't you like but, David Bowie? No, I hate David Bowie. I'm, I really? don't hate David Bowie, but I'm not a fan. He can't sing. I, 
singer of ten great songs. You, you know, um, you know the whole reason why he he became a singer. There's no one would sing his songs. I, I mean, ground control to Major Tom. Is that what's that called? Yeah. Um, Space Oddity. Space Oddity. I mean, is is the only song I could name. Yeah. And and the collaboration that he did with um, Freddie, well, with Queen, Under mm. Pressure. And he sings very well in that, to be fair. No, he does. He does. He's yeah. done some really obscure stuff, though. But I mean, that's what, that's, I mean, you know, my mate Ant is really into that kind of stuff and Hawkwind and some of the really kind of weird. <laughs> but we're talking about, we're talking about films that you would, you would remake, like The Sting. What a great movie that is. I would love to see a modern day take on The Sting. How about how about an updated version of Bullet? I've never seen it. Is that um What? Steve McQueen. You've never seen Bullet? No. It's got one of the greatest car chase sequences it's ever amazing. filmed. Is that is it Steve McQueen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, all of he's that. He's in his he's in his um Ford Mustang fastback chasing a Dodge Charger yes, through the it. streets of San Francisco. San Francisco. I have seen it. Yeah. I have seen it. I've not seen the whole film, but I've seen the chase sequence. They wrecked three Mustangs making that sequence. I should imagine they did. <laughs> like no, there's, but there's loads of stuff where technology would really help, really help these days. Like I wouldn't want to see remakes of your likes of um, Wayne's World and stuff like that because they worked, they were of the time, they worked really well. I, I think it would be, I think it would be a real shame to, to, redo Back to the Future, but I can see a massive benefit in doing so. No. No, you couldn't. You, you can't could mess with not do that. Yeah, exactly. Back to the Future is perfection. They did They did redo Back to the Future because originally it had a complete, it had Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. Well, there's, there's a very funny sequence in Endgame, which I watched yesterday, by the way. I watched, it's uh, epic. There's a very funny sequence where they're talking about how yes. Back to the Future is complete bullshit. Are you, yeah. are you basing your entire plan on, on Back, Back to the, to the Future? future. Yeah. He goes, because it's not in your past, it's in yeah. your future. So Back to the Future is full of shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very I, funny. Uh, the, the, I watched that yesterday because you guys had told me how good it was and it was absolutely amazing, but I was really confused for the first half an hour because I just don't, I don't remember Infinity Wars at all. Really? I need to go back and watch it again. I don't remember Doctor Strange being in it. I don't remember anybody dying like when it started off and everyone was dead, I was like, "The fuck has happened here?" Like, have you missed? So have we missed a whole show? Did you actually watch Infinity War? Yeah. Missed the key points of the movie. <laughs> yes, I've got to start again because yes, I remember it. I remember Gamora being luzzed off the thing to get the Soul Stone. Spoiler mm. alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah, um, I, I think people have seen it by now. Probably, I remember that. Um, there's 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 bits I remember. I'm maybe I was drinking that night. <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I had that experience when I watched, um, is it Star Trek Beyond? Uh, so and I watched it when I was drunk and it made no sense to me whatsoever. It gets better every time I see that movie. Uh, well, I watched it again sober and it made more sense, but I still didn't like it as much as the other two. No, I agree. And then then you go to watch, I've had to watch it about three or four times. The big difference with Beyond is, A, it was written by Simon Pegg, which is why his character is so heavily featured. Right. So heavily featured. Um and B, it's the, the bit that frustrated me about it, which I, I had to get over. And once I got over it, I was okay. The bit that really frustrated me about it was that I love Star Trek because of what happens on the Enterprise. And within fucking five minutes of the show, of the film beginning, the Enterprise is down. It's like, that's it. There's no more ship. And it was a bit like they'd taken an episode where something happens and then they spend a bit of time on a planet 
and extended it into a full length feature film. I think going back to the, when it went back to Yorktown, I think it got really interesting. There's some very, very cool things in that. And also some things that don't make any sense. We've talked about this before. Yeah, like they've got these before. teleporters that take people around, but they still have a train. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. And they've got like a river in the middle. Yeah. What's the point of that? No. It's nice. It looks nice. What's the best? <laughs> what's the best sort of space station kind of retreat habitat that you've ever seen in a film? I really like the 1970s film Silent Running. I was just about to say that. The, the Valley Forge. Yeah, in Valley that Forge has these domes on it which have got trees and plants and it's like a botanical garden. It's, it's like right. Eden Project in space. Okay, so that's interesting because probably my two favourite. I liked the, the I liked Yorktown. I thought it was very good. But Elysium, with the ring that had the township. I, hate, thought, I hated that film. Oh, I wow. liked Elysium. But the I, actual, I got, I'm with Phil on that. I it, it was did, utter drivel. Didn't but know why I cared station, about people. The actual space station I thought was really, really cool. And also in Interstellar, right at the very end, you had that sort of tunnel-shaped one, which was very cool. I'll tell you what else was interesting. There was um, a Star Trek Next Generation episode where they find Montgomery Scott. Ah, on the uh, the Dyson Sphere. On the Dyson Sphere. That's cool. And that's such an interesting idea. It's where they build build an environment around a star. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do remember that episode, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we're talking early, early... Early Star Trek. No, no um, this Next is, uh, Generation. Next Generation. So it's like uh, well, season four or season five. Mid-run, yeah, mid-run, yeah. I mean, that is, we're talking about early 90s now, aren't we? Oh, but, no, late 80s, I think. It's, yeah, the, the, there you go. Well, that's the okay. series was called Relics. Yeah, but this is, I mean, this, the is what was so, this is what was so great about Star Trek, though. They took every kind of, like, latest kind of theory. Oh, we'll, we'll make that into a TV show. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll add that into the next episode. I quite liked it because Next Generation was the bit where they got beyond, you know, sort of somebody sitting behind two cardboard doors going, shh, shh, <laughs> and everything wobbling. Yeah, they go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, and, and, and all of the buttons having nothing on them. They just randomly press them in a different order like they're playing Simon Says on a competitive. Have you but- seen William Shatner in Airplane 2? No, when he's he's the uh, commander of the the moon base that the the space plane is flying to, airplane two. Right, no, I don't remember it. It's have you not seen airplane two? No. Oh man, it's funny. Is that the one with the plane that's tied in a knot on the cover? No, that's the first one. Okay, okay. So I've in the second airplane. one, he's he's the commander. He's playing the commander of the moon base. Right, and he basically half of his role is him just walking around going, "What do all these blinking lights do?" <laughs> and there's just panel after panel after panel. It's got one of my funny, one of my favourite space jokes ever in Airplane Two is when the the main um, hero is trying to fly this space plane, and he comes across a door and it says "Danger Vacuum," and he opens the door and a vacuum cleaner leaps at him. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Genuinely uh, one of the funniest moments in that film. That is that is funny. Um actually William Shatner is somebody who who didn't have a lot of glory post Star Trek. I mean when Who's I was TJ T- Hooker. TJ Hooker. Yeah, it was I didn't, quite a long time after Star Trek though. It was. Yeah, but he was and down then, on his luck before he became Kirk. Well, he, didn't he was have living a lot in of success car. after that. I have to say the one character I really liked that he played in any film ever and you're going to cuss me for this was Miss Congeniality. I've not seen it. When he played the... You've not seen Miss Congeniality? No, because I'm male. No, you don't. You've misunderstood. It's a funny, funny film. It's mm. Sandra Bullock. 
as a cop. Another reason why I didn't watch who it. Who ends up going into a... And it's a complete piss take of every pageant you've ever been to, ever. It just rips it to pieces. I've not been to any pageants. Oh, that you've ever seen, you know, these things. It's very funny. Have you seen Miss Congeniality? I was in a room while it was on. Oh, no. It's a, <laughs> it's a good movie. I like Sandra Bullock. I like it's very Sandra much Bullock like movies. Sliding Doors, I since And Night's Tale. I don't remember Sliding Doors. I do remember Night's Tale. I love that film. It's a good movie. I think we're inferring that you like chick flicks. I do like chick flicks. Yeah. yeah no. This has been well established. I did tell you guys to watch a film, and, and, and Tim has, has watched it, but we'll save that for the next episode to give you a chance to watch it, Phil. What, what film's that? The Big Short. We'll talk about that next time. The Big Short? Yeah. It's, it's a, I'm not going to divulge anything now, because it would ruin it for the viewers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, none of that. Okay. I think... It's been a very funny show. Yeah. Mind you, every time we think it's funny, it's not funny. And when we think, oh, there won't be much to put in it, it's brilliant. It's the first time, it's the first time the three of us have corpsed in the middle of a show to yeah. the point where we could not speak. Um, it, it was mildly funny, that bit, yeah. I'd I think it must post- be the heat. The funny thing about that is- I think it's is, the heat that did it, really. I, I'd given you both a massive heads up on that. Like I'd sent it. Well, I didn't on- really understand the concept of it and I couldn't be bothered to ask you <laughs> no. about further, further information. Yeah. And then you explained it. And it was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. There we go. Yes. There'll, be, there'll be more from us. Oh God, please. No. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a, a fun evening. It's, it's uh, been an series experience. Three, episode five of Faces Radio. I'm Danny Lenahan. I'm Phil Close. And I am Tim McEwen. listening to Faces for Radio, which is a disworking production. You can find more information at attentionseekingmediahorse.com. The stunts in tonight's show were performed by professionals. Please do not attempt to recreate these at home. You've been listening to Faces for Radio, which is a disworking production. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet in the cheap seats. All right, my bad, sorry. You've been listening to Faces for Radio, which is a disworking... <laughs> 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 the funny thing is now, every time you speak, I just hear a cock in my head. <laughs> Top of the twat. You've been listening to Faces for Radio. This working production. <laughs> you can find out more information at attentionseekingmediahors.com. The stunts in tonight's show were <laughs> by Real Chicken. <laughs> <laughs>